Hello, I'm Jason Barnett. And I'm Amy Haywood. And we welcome you to the Destiny is All podcast, a show dedicated to discussing the Netflix original series, The Last Kingdom, a podcast that begins each episode analyzing all things Dane and Saxon, but usually ends up with me helping Amy make better life choices. (laughs) That is all true. But more importantly, the Destiny is All podcast is a place where we discuss topics like loyalty, fearless warriors, what awesome leadership looks like when life is really hard. And ultimately, how face tattoos should totally be the next big trend. Life choices, Amy. But if you're here to share a pint of ale, brewed with a little encouragement and laughter, you're in the right place. This is the Destiny Is All podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Destiny is All podcast. I am Jason Barnett, and this is the Cuda Board creator extraordinaire, Amy Haywood. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why would you say that? You can't introduce things like that. What are you talking about? Like, why why are you upset about this? I can't with you. I can't with you. Literally, I complimented you for the third straight episode now. Like... I don't have anything to do in the opening except one thing, and that's introduce you. And I've chosen to compliment you every time. If you can say that word the proper way and also tell me the language that it is, I will let you off the hook. Extraordinaire? (laughs) Yeah, that's the word I was after. I feel like you are extraordinary at making cooter boards. Like that's... Like, that's a gift. Why would you not want to highlight the fact that you can create fantastic plates of meats and cheeses with... I can, actually. I mean, you can. But I want you to say it the right way. Do you know how to say it the right way? Extraordinaire. Keep going. Keep moving along. Cooter board? There it is. There it is. Yeah, I said it exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, you have no idea how to say it. It's French, by the way. I feel like Cooterboard is the Americanized version of it. That's, That's fair enough. I mean, at this point. Want to talk about wildly inappropriate. There it is. We, I mean, you're making it that way only because I feel like I've struggled in episode two with pronouncing names from people in a foreign language. Uh, I don't want to say foreign language. I guess foreign country would probably be better because Guthrum <laughs> and Guthrum isn't really foreign, but <laughs> I'm saying it. Oh my gosh. Just because someone has an accent, it doesn't mean it's a different language, Jason. <laughs> also an American principle. How about that? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so dumb. Oh my gosh. Let's move on. How about we talk about something even more important? How was that editing process for episode two? Because I heard the final product and let me tell you, you are getting so much better at this. It sounded amazing. I am so done with you. I am so done. However, who, who I am not done with is Caleb. Who? You mean Caleb? <laughs> Caleb. You're saying you're first of all you're saying it wrong. It's Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. That's not how you pronounce that name. You know, you know who Caleb is. He is our new editor slash producer slash life coach, and all this really means. Whoa, whoa, is whoa! <laughs> I am the life coach in this situation. I have very few roles. Poor Caleb. He has no Caleb. idea. That, he has no idea that crazy he signed up for. I've made him my life coach. He doesn't know it yet, but he's gonna he's gonna hear it when he does the <laughs> editing for this. No, but seriously, he's he's great. So major props to Caleb. Wait, for- <laughs> so, wait. So episode two wasn't you? What about episode one? Are you telling me that you gave me crap for episode one and it wasn't even you? No, it, I was at first. I tried. I didn't really try. I knew I wasn't necessarily going to be able to do it. But, you know, I have to, I kind of have to have my hands in like all the details before I can let go of it and release it I mean, and decide it's not something I can do. So I, I really nominate that for the understatement of the episode. <laughs> so 
I released it to Caleb. And seriously, now we have people on our payroll. So if I could, if I could have offered him, like if I hadn't already birthed children, if I could have offered him my firstborn child, I would have, I would have done it. I mean, to see the magic, the magic that he did. Incorrect. We are not offering any children to anyone. Have you seen our children in the wild? First of all, (laughs) in no way, shape or form. Is that a fair trade to Caleb? I don't know why you're not seeing that is all the more reason that my point is valid. (laughs) Do you know how bad episode three is going to sound? It's not going to work out for Caleb. But it'll work out for us for a couple of years. I mean, we could just couple could of years. You could just have for a few years and give them back after like, college. I Ella, know, after Jason, two I, weeks, and like me and her are going at it. Like, I mean, couple of years. Caleb, I'm so, <laughs> Caleb, she's so great. She's such a. She's wonderful. It's going to work out well. But seriously, now that Caleb's on our payroll, we have to. We need to circle back to this ongoing issue that we have. That I don't know why we keep. Thinking it's appropriate to hash out while recording, but we need some sponsors like yesterday, like a month ago. I mean, I thought that we were joking, but second of all, if we have a payroll, I feel like that. Na- oh my gosh, hold on. I have to go back. Like Pepperidge Farms, Spank, like. No, 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 no. We, we're not doing that. Spanx is the only one we're reaching out to right now. Only Spanx. But Brenda won't return my calls. She literally stopped. It's not Brenda. It's Sarah. No, I, I told you last time. It's Brenda. I wrote it down. Is Brenda the, I know, but is Brenda the assistant to Sarah? Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's a good question. I don't take really great notes. I just kind of hope that my memory serves me well. All right. Well, we need to work on this. I've also considered the option of. <laughs> I mean, selling off children to Caleb seems to be the first option we I have. I didn't say selling. That would be inappropriate. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's. I was pulling it back full circle to what, like, we used to all for your firstborn. It was just, it was a joke. Don't take it too seriously. Calm down. We just need to sue somebody. Here's my vote Amazon. Except I don't think it's Amazon. Why did you just go I think dark? it's individual sellers on Amazon, but we are going back to school this upcoming week. Jason is not. <laughs> no, you are. You are. But virtually. Your children are not physically going back to school. And by your children, I mean both your students and your own children. However, not the point right this second. Back to Amazon and the school supplies that we are purchasing. Now we have to have, do you know this? Well, you wouldn't know it because you're not creating school supply lists because your kids aren't going back. But That's incorrect. I do have a school supply list. Do you really? I do. It is pencils, paper, and internet connection would be helpful but there is a school supply there is a school supply list all right well mine was really long and one of the things is clorox wipes which you can't find no you can't find anywhere you can't you cannot first it was toilet paper now it's the clorox wipes can we pay caleb in clorox wipes this is why i have you around to come up with ideas like that life coach you might take it why wouldn't you Back to the suing. I think there's something called price gouging. And it's happening on Amazon because a two-pack of Clorox wipes, Jason, I swear I'm not making this up, to this penny, $58.54. What? I'm not kidding Is this a jumbo pack? Like, is this? No, this is like one of those. Just a regular pack of disposable wipes. Yeah, a pack of two. I think it's illegal. So anyways, that's another way we could get, get money. Like suing people? Listen, there's crazier stuff going on in the world right now. I mean, but it's true. Like, have you seen or have you even talked to Liz recently about the craziness that's going on in our world? Her paid vacation she's about to have. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Hold on. That is the worst. Because this is a non-explicit podcast, please allow Amy to briefly tell this story. It's better that way because we would have to lose that ability. Absolutely. Okay. Liz and Jason. Liz is my sister, Jason's wife. They are both teachers. They, like the rest of us, did not finish last school year in person and they went virtual. This year, unlike us, (laughs) they are continuing (laughs) 
<laughs> virtually. My school is not. We will be back in hazmat suits next week. However, they will be home. Well, in the midst of these beloved teachers that we love. I only love a couple, by the way. Well, I was speaking specifically about you and Liz. Okay. I don't know about the rest of the people you yeah, work with. We're not going there. We're keeping it non-explicit. These family members slash school teachers that I love. <laughs> it's so bad. In the midst of them trying to figure out all of this with the rest of us, right? Like they're in they're in the middle of all of it. Liz was very rudely spoken to in very aggressive ways by a parent who then finished off the rant that he was on with, I hope you enjoy your paid vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Or am I right? I I don't get those types of emails because for the most part, I'm teaching at the high school level where we try to at least approach this in some adult aspect. However, at the elementary school level, it's no holds barred. Like these parents are out for blood. Here's why I think I should be able to have an opinion about this because I am both a parent. Well, actually no longer. Now all my kids are in middle school or up. You're but... no longer a parent? I feel like you <laughs> still have three children. No, I'm elementary. Like now my kids are older, but I was both an elementary parent for many years and an elementary teacher for years. So I ha- I get to have an opinion on both sides. You do. And my opinion of this situation is that we should make both of us feel better and try to create a little bit of role playing with this guy <laughs> in this situation. Or this and girl. Let's, we don't know. Let's pull it. That's true. That's true. It could be a woman. Let's pull it full circle to the last kingdom since that's the reason we're here anyways. And if you could assign a character from the last kingdom to the people involved in this situation that y'all had going on. So here are the people. I'm just deciding this now. Okay. You, Liz, and this parent that is, that had a child with Liz. Correct. Genderless, of course, but yes. Well, yes. And maybe I should say that the assigned Last Kingdom characters, if we're going to do a little bit of role playing, that could be either we're, we're just going for personality here. Exactly. Okay, okay. So if you could give a Last Kingdom character to you three people, who would it be? Well, first of all, I'm Finnan. I'm always Finnan. Okay. Oh, I know we haven't gotten to that point yet, but that's just. We can talk about Finnan anytime you want to. In fact, from here, let's just launch into talking about Finnan for the rest no, of the we this. can't do that. So. I'm proceeding way past where we are right now, but I'm going to be Finnan. Okay. That's okay. just where it is. Therefore, Liz is clearly going to be? Uhtred. Okay. Because she is the hero in this, isn't that? She teaches at an elementary school level. Like, bless every teacher that teaches at the elementary school level because they have the patience, the intelligence, and the sainthood that... <laughs> I do not have. The rest of us do not possess. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So in my little brain of thinking this through, I thought, okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't have you as Finn, and I'm going to be honest, but I did have Liz as Uhtred when I was thinking this through. Absolutely. I did. You had yours already? So you had us all I lined up it. already? All right. Yeah, I thought about it. Let's do this because you said I wasn't Finn, but you did agree with Liz being Uhtred. All right. How about we do this? Let's just say at the exact same time. On the count of three, who we think that this parent would be. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. One, two, three. Ethelwald. He is the worst. Don't you wish? Don't you wish? Oh my gosh. We cared enough That's to terrible. track this parent down and tell him or her. Or her, or her, what we think. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. For two people that absolutely just don't like each other, like how is it, yes, you and I, like how is it that we are able to identify, uh, oh my gosh. it's We're truth seers. It's just what we are. <laughs> yeah, that's what we our just, family calls us, by the we way. Just, we just see things how they are, like for good or bad. I don't think that that's a bad thing. He, I don't either. And here's why I also think that we can be justified in this is that when it's 
when it's wrong on us, we're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't deny it. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and try and hide from it. Like, if I screw up, I'll screw up. Last episode, I absolutely could have hidden from the fact that when watching The Last Kingdom and you telling me that I was pronouncing everyone's name wrong. Before you finish, I, I want to hear what you're about to say, but not before I say I did find a flaw. When the Saxon king, Edmund, was about to be killed and he was telling the story, yeah. you called the saint, St. Thomas, which is offensive because my son's name is Thomas. But when I hear saint, I know that there is a St. Thomas and your son might be the nicest human in the world. It's true. It's true. I mean, I'm... So that wasn't really me screwing up. That was just me. Sure, seer. Yeah, that's just me characterizing your son as a saint. All right. Okay. I'll let that go. Continue what you were about to say. I don't even kind of know. I'm so flustered right now because of this email and because of the fact that we agree. I know. I'm sorry. And I... I do. I feel bad because I do think you were about to say something that was meaningful. Maybe it'll come back to you. It never is. Like, uh, there's nothing about what we're doing right now that is going to lead me down a path that I want to go because it's going to lead me to a spot where you and I are agreeing. And that's not. Well, hold your tongue because we might agree with some things that we saw in The Last Kingdom for this episode. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Before we get into episode three, how about you go ahead, relive episode two for those of you that missed, just to kind of get us caught back up so that we know where we are. Well, episode two was really just a lot of meeting. They're still laying the groundwork for the characters and introducing a whole lot of people. So that was kind of what we talked about was all these new characters that we had been introduced to in episode two. We could have summarized all of this by just saying you haven't met Finnan yet. So just wait. Like it's all going to get so good soon. I really need us to keep recording quickly. Like we need to speed up the recording process so we can start talking about Finnan more. I know, but I don't think we even see him until. We don't. Like it's it's season. It's it's not even this season. Y'all just wait. Everybody exactly. Just wait. He's so good. Finnan is so good. He's our favorite. See, we're already agreeing. But we also had that really important scene. I thought it was, you agreed. You said you thought it was a pretty important scene too. When the blacksmith makes Uhtred's sword, right? Oh, hold on, hold on. What is it that the sword is carried in? Three, two, one. Sheath. Mm -hmm. I am on a roll. That's hey, listen, I'm I'm for it because hey, I didn't say holster. That was the first thing I wanted to say. <laughs> exactly, it's not he a had gun. an empty. He had an empty sheath, and it was flapping around. And he gets his sword, and it's important because the blacksmith is Mercian, and I think there's a little bit of foreshadowing happening there. Yes, that is that is definite foreshadowing, and kudos to you for pointing that out because I didn't even notice that. So. And he has, he makes sure that the blacksmith or the craftsman or whatever we're calling him, the artisan, I'm going to call him the artisan. You should, because from one artiste to another, I feel like that you would appreciate the things that he did. I've actually researched it. I've looked into it. I can't convince, you know, I do encaustic work, so I work with blowtorches, but I cannot convince Kevin to let me start working with big I don't even know what they're called. What are they? Like metal making? Yes. Of molten metals. He's not about it. No, I've looked into it. It's it's something. It is something. He he's not. What about welding? Like, could you just do some welding, maybe? Like I could see you wearing a welding mask. So actually, I do think I would like welding, and there's an art to welding as well. Kevin is a pretty good welder true story. He spent like two weeks in the Philippines. Well, it was like 195 degrees with humidity, not even, not even factored in. (laughs) And his job was welding. And he said, it was a dry heat. Yes. (laughs) He loved it. And he, but he did. I remember him saying there's an art to it. So yeah, I don't know. Anyways, off track. The artisan does place the jewel the amber jewel that looks like well it's what he looks through in the very beginning episode when yeah but what does it look like it looks like that what's amber? the dinosaur movie 
Yeah. Oh, that's the, yes. On Jurassic yeah, where World, the, all those good things. Where the mosquito, mosquito is trapped. Yes, away. Yeah, trapped. It looks, yes. Every time I see it, that's what it looks like. So he puts that in there, and that's from his Saxon past, too. So very interesting. Anyways, like he's he's pretty adamant and insisted upon the fact that he's a Dane, but he's holding on to those Saxon roots. But anyway, so we talked about that. And then Alfred spent a lot of time talking about him because he's just wretched. And in fact, I think that was our villain, both that you was. and I. We both, had, we both had Alfred. And for somebody that we didn't like a lot, we spent a lot of time talking about Alfred, which says a lot about us as well, which is probably why we are the way that we are. Yeah. I've also thought about something that I would like to throw out as a disclaimer. I feel a little bit bad whenever we talk about how horrible we dislike or how horrible someone is or how much we dislike the character. I feel as though like the guilt in me is kind of rising up a little bit. I feel as though we need to make a disclaimer that if they can convince us to dislike them as much as they do, it really only means they're that much better of an actor. No, you're not right. I don't feel guilty at all. Like the lack of guilt that I carry on a day in and day out basis is amazing. The heaviness of the weight of guilt that I carry <laughs> on a daily basis is smothering and it's stuff I make up. <laughs> exactly. Like stuff like this. <laughs> I'm just making it like I don't sleep because I'm feeling bad about talking bad about these actors. We don't like Alfred, but he's good at what he does in the acting world. Hold on. Because we need to dive into this for a second. Like, you feel bad, like you go to bed and wonder, maybe I shouldn't have said that about a fictional character. Yes. Oh. What? I should be medicated. I mean, should? I have guilt issues. I do. I feel bad about everything. I relive every conversation I've had. It's a problem. Speaking of going to bed, holding on to issues. So yesterday, I went to bed, of course, because I'm not going without sleep, but we had a humongous argument about whether or not we should play the intro before we start speaking on this podcast. You and I? I am a creature of habit, and it makes me feel comfortable. But can I tell you that in my dream last night, our families have spent a lot of time watching the Marvel movies on our paid vacations. And in my dream last night, I had superpowers, and those superpowers allowed me to fly, but I could only fly if the theme song to our podcast was I playing. Can't. So I can't. I also think it is maybe a slight exaggeration that we had a knockdown argument about that. It was pretty intense. Like I was ready to go upstairs and not record. That's a man thing, by the way, this whole superhero thing when you dream kevin does the same thing it's bizarre there's something wrong with y'all i rarely if ever dream but my dream last night was the soundtrack to our podcast just so that you know which That's is pretty awesome That's, <laughs> yeah. no it's pretty awesome actually i mean it gets me fired up next time i go to the gym that's what i'm lifting to <laughs> Actually, that's fantastic. Exactly. That needs to happen. Okay, Alfred, we don't like him. He's he's sly, but he's super smart. That was basically how we ended up episode two, was because we get to the end and the information that he has gotten out of Uhtred that he uses him for has helped him win a battle against the Danes. And it didn't work out so well for Uhtred and Brita because they are hanging in the birdcage, kind of as prisoners. Well, probably definitely as prisoners. Well, I mean, they definitely were. I mean, that's that's where we end episode two. Before we get to episode three, I'd like to use this to kind of use as our discussion going forward because we really didn't get to it because we spent so much time talking about the characters because we just, goodness gracious, we had at least 14 or 15. But we really didn't get to talk or about <laughs> something along those lines. I teach math, so numbers aren't really that important to me. I want to ask you... Who is it that you trust up to this point? Now, I know that you are jumping all over because you told me the other day that how you are in season three with one child, who is it, Caroline maybe, and then you're in season one for the podcast, and then season four for Ella and Kevin. Like, it's just, you're all over. But let's just focus on the podcast for right now. So as far as where we are in episode 
two. We finished episode two. We're now in episode three, just looking at how things are playing out. I'm going to give you a couple of characters because this was what really struck me watching it for the fifth or sixth time. Who is it that you trust knowing where they are now? Who is it that you trust and who do you not trust? So I'm going to start off with one that you may think is an easy answer, but I'm going to probably question. Do you trust Utra right now? That's so hard. And when I say, do you trust him? He's now, he's lost both of his families. He's there with Brita. Do you trust him in that he's making decisions and following through on things to try and help the people that are around him? Or is he just very self-involved right now? I don't like this question. It's thought-provoking. It is, but it's not a realistic question because that's not the world he's living in. Like, do I trust, if I put myself in that world, who am I going to trust? Utrid. So I would have to say yes. Okay. But do I think he's looking out for the best interest of everyone around him at this current moment? No. But he's also had a lot of people that he cares about been and that was kind of, and you're right. That's lit on fire, exactly. their heads chopped off in front of him. So it's, and that may yeah. have been leading you down a different direction because you're right. Like having seen where he ends up and the type of person that he becomes, maybe that was a little bit. But leading. I still think, I still think I trust him. Yes, I trust Utrid. What about Alfred? Oh heck no! Yeah. Exactly. Okay, you have professed love for Alfred at times throughout this series. Like we'll get down to a certain point where you'll say how much you love Alfred. I think professing love once again is a bit of an exaggeration. So first of all, it bothers me that you have ever felt anything about Alfred simply based on his haircut. <laughs> That's just if we're going to go there. The hair's bad. It's terrible. I mean, him and the wife, like they deserve each other. If for no other reason, their hair. Exactly. gracious. Yeah. No, I'm not trusting Alfred. He's weaselly. And I mean, see, this is what I do. I can find a way out of anything I say. I don't want to. Like I want to have one opinion and stick with it. But then I feel bad. I'm like, you know, but he's got a lot on his plate. (laughs) (laughs) If I I was in his shoes, I I might be weaselly too. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I know is that I don't trust him. If if we were put in this situation where you were trying to obtain the kingdom of Wessex away from Ethelred's son and I was coming to you with valid information, you could care as little as possible about the well-being of me or those around me in order to obtain your glory. I've never been more insulted in my entire life by you. you. Are you telling me that that's what you're telling me? That's how I would be. I think that's how you should be. How about that? Agree to disagree. If we, by some miracle, make it through this without creating a huge divide in our own families, I'm hoping that maybe you will obtain a level of cutthroatness to take out said competition or those that may do you or your family harm. I feel like the world of art, and for those of you that may remember Amy Haywood, world-renowned artist, I feel like that the the world of art doesn't have enough cutthroatness. And if you could be the leader in that, I mean, imagine where your art will end up. The Louvre, maybe? I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. But I'm going to hope that by the end of this, you have some kind of come to Jesus moment because we're going to talk about this later. Let's talk about the characters. You've insulted me enough. I have. All right. So let's get to one. Do you trust Bayoka? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hoping you were going to ask. Forever and ever. Even so. He's trying to balance both. Okay. He smiles at Uhtred in a really nice way. It's definitely interesting to see him at episode two because he is working for Alfred, but you can tell he has this tremendous love for Uhtred. And 
he's very upfront and honest with both of them when he's speaking to them. It's not as if he's saying something to someone and then saying something different to appease the other. So that's correct. I'm, he's, with, I'm with you on that one. He's honest and faithful to both. Okay. All right. Last one, because this is kind of where we're probably going to see a difference of opinion. Do you trust Brita at this moment? Is she giving good advice to Uhtred to try and help him? Or is she really just concerned with getting back to the Danes because she doesn't really care for the Saxon way? You're making me think. I think Brita actually, and I think this even more about episode three, if we ever start talking about episode three, I think we'll see this even well, more. Say, we'll get there right after Brita. This will be the last one. She's kind of just stating the facts. She doesn't do it in a PC way. And she's very Dane, or at least what they want us to see the Vikings as. So, I mean, she is, but but she's also, I mean, she sees the whole situation. She sees the same thing Utra does, but what they're after is different things. And so I don't think she's necessarily giving him bad advice. She's just... She's just talking. I, I would say, yeah, I trust her. I mean, I don't trust her if she's got an axe and I'm walking away from her. <laughs> I'm not going to trust her. Yeah. With a fantastic braid slash right. fishtail down the side. Right. No, I took notes no. on these things. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not trusting her with an axe in her hand. Again, if my back is to her. But as far as her her character, what she's doing right now and how she's interacting with Uhtred, I do think she's she just says the facts. I just think that she has identified Uhtred as a Dane and she wants him to continue life as a Dane because that's how she sees herself. And Uhtred has now, I I don't want to say identified, but has tried to latch on to the Saxon way of life only so- Well, just to get what he wants, but also correct. you have to remember what he wants is Saxon land. Correct. Is his birthright. That's not Viking related. And so for for Brita, she's going to have a hard time getting on board with that agenda. And I know this isn't something that's going to happen in this episode or the next episode, but I do wonder what would happen if he actually ever was given, quote unquote, Saxon land. Would he would he use it as a Saxon or would he use it as a Dane? But like that's that's a discussion that we'll talk about later on. We start episode three and the king. Hold on. Let's go ahead. Name the king, please. Let's see if you've done your homework. Oh, you had homework. What? You had homework. I didn't have homework. What are you talking about? You had homework about the first impressions. Remember, you're supposed to judge somebody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you do that? Amy, yes, I did do that. I went to I'm my sorry. son's baseball game. And the issue is, is where I live, I know a lot of the people that are there. And because of that, I already have the impression of them. However, at my son's Just tell baseball, me yes or no. Yes or no. Did you see somebody? Did you notice their hair? Did you judge them? And then did you introduce yourself? And were you right? Yes or no? Yes, I did do that. However, I am going to say this, and I'm going to say this on record. I did. However, I'm not going to tell you because the more I thought about it, the more I realized like that makes you an evil person like you are judging people based what? on their first impressions what? based on their hair are and you in trying turn, to make me cry no i am trying to i am trying to tell you this I is not that. good practice i confessed it i said i didn't think it was good practice i already confessed that when i gave you the assignment and i also used myself as an example and so i feel like that gives me a little bit of an out did I not? I said, my hair is a disaster. The gray is out of control. The roots are out of control. Pandemic. I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. I don't blow dry. It's disaster. Take but that this is an accurate. Anger. That is an accurate reflection of my life. <laughs> Take this anger and use it in your art. <laughs> and then use it to take oh out said competition. You're welcome. Moving on. Okay. See how quickly I moved away from the homework? So I'm not going to sleep tonight. All right, continue. Episode three. Episode three. This is your test. Who is the king? Oh, oh, yeah. It starts with an A. It does. All of them start with A. 
It is the father of Ethelwald. I know who so it is. And I know I, I know Ethelwald. I have no idea. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Hold on. Find said. Oh, my gosh. Click one. Ethelred. I can't with it. Oh, yeah. But the, here's no, the deal. Like, that. that was really just me being a jerk because he's only around for a couple of episodes. So it's not as if we need to remember this forever. However, at some point, you do need to remember the people's names. Ethelred has taken an axe to the neck. Alfred has now taken over. But right from the beginning, Alfred becomes the puppet master to this entire episode. Yeah, it made me mad. So Alfred, in probably the best scene of the entire episode, because we can we can knock out a whole lot of information here in this one scene, which is the negotiation table with Alfred. He has released Uhtred and Brita. That was nice of him. That was nice of him. You know, hey, just hang out here for a little while while I get my things in order. But I need you to come to these negotiations with Ubba and Guthrum. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I've watched this four or five different times. If I call him Guthrum, if I call him Guthrum, both are correct. Because within the episode, maybe within 10 minutes, he was called the exact same thing by Alfred. Guthrum and Guthrum. Okay. You are absolutely correct. And I was cracking up because now that we're actually responsible for saying these names, attempting to say these names correctly, I'm very sensitive to every time they say a name. I listen. They have no idea. No. They are making this stuff up. And by they, I mean every actor in this series. They almost say a different name, like you said, within the same episode, you'll hear them pronounce it a different way. It's like, come on. I mean, seriously, like I need to be able to have something and stick with it because it is so far across the spectrum. But actually you've lost clicking privileges in a lot of ways. Correct. If you mispronounce something, I'm not going to give you a click for mispronouncing. Forgetting, however, that's different. That's fair enough. But to your point, I noticed that with Bayalka, sometimes it's Bialka. Bay B. Sometimes it's an Aka, sometimes it's an Oka. Trust it's me. It's never been I've never heard Oka. Wait till we get later I've on. I've never in the heard series. Oka. Okay, That's keep fine. going. So we end up at the negotiation table and Alfred is just playing every single person that's sitting there. Dummy, don't you agree? Like this was not about Alfred trying to get Anything other than the upper hand based on his intelligence, right? Yes. It's very it's a very pious approach that he takes. And also it made me love the pagan Danes even more <laughs> yeah. as they responded to his piety. <laughs> Fantastic scene. I'm watching and Ubba and Guthrum are trying to figure out what in the world he's doing and why there's these guys standing over here on the side writing everything down. And Alfred tells them so that I've got more scrolls sitting in my basement, basically, is what it's there for. And the very first thing that Guthrum does is to say every single word that I would have said if I knew that someone was writing it down. Or that any middle school boy would have started rattling off yes, if he knew absolutely. someone was going to have to write the words down. I would say every single one of these words on this podcast, if it was not for the clicking of the, ex- the non-explicit content. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a great scene. It just makes you kind of love them even more. But yeah, so Alfred is looking down at them and he's trying to stick to his Saxon facts and this is the way it's going to be. And Saxon facts. I like that. That's really good. I like it. But he's also using the information that Uhtred has given them about the Danes in order to be able to intimidate them even more. He's just continuing to just, yeah, just be the puppet. Like, you called him a puppet master. Yeah, that's kind of what he's doing. The only reason that Uhtred came along with him was so that he knew that Abba and Guthrum wanted to kill Uhtred. So by bringing him and dangling him in front of there, he wasn't going to do anything to help in the negotiations other than, hey, here's a bargaining chip. You want your boy? All right. He's always, sure. yeah, he's always manipulating. Yeah. So because of that, he ends up getting a year of service 
out of Uhtred, which is kind of a big deal because that wasn't really what Uhtred was going in there thinking he was going to be asked to do. So that was a pretty cool scene. I really did like that one. And then let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your girl, Brita. She had a strong, a strong showing in this episode. <laughs> she had a lot going on in this episode. How about that? This was the pivotal episode for her in that we, in the end, we see her leaving. She's going back with the Danes. So she's parting from Uhtred. So for her, I think this was a big, a big episode. She is, I hate to say this, she's pretty fantastic from beginning to end. Ruthless. But she continues to just talk straight time and time again. Even when she's saying things to Alfred that are probably going to help him, she's just speaking truth. Like when he says he's going to do something, she's like, well, they're going to, the Danes are going to think you're weak. Like she's just speaking truth. She also has that gut-wrenching scene where she, she has the miscarriage and Uhtred comes and finds her. Yeah. I I don't know anything about what that may be like. But to go off and do something like that on your own, you're right, does show some level of strength that I that I certainly don't possess. And even Uhtred in his in his pagan self and ways, he said, I'm gonna bury it because it's a sign of a passing. I don't even know what that means for his whatever his beliefs were. But she says, No, we're gonna we're gonna bury it. And I'm a Brita fan for now, and I I think she really kind of shines in episode three. And I, I feel I just really feel for her. And then towards the end when she leaves and she has to say goodbye to Uhtred and he's saying goodbye to her and it's breaking both their hearts. It's just, yeah, I just have a hard time. Anyone that takes apples and throws them just <laughs> because <fantastic>. they're upset. <laughs> like that's and says the things that we can't repeat. Correct. She's something. Yeah. I'm still a Brita fan. Uh, and like I said, we will, we will see more and more from her as the, season goes along but this was a pretty this was a pretty big episode for Brita for certain it was and it certainly launches us into where we'll go in the rest of this season but we wrap up at the end of this episode and we have met Ragnar oh man I love his face tattoos they're strong like a couple of them have face tattoos but I don't respect them like I do Ragnar's there's something it's like they're strong but it's clean right in the center of the forehead. There's not a say, lot going on everywhere this else. This was dead center in the forehead. Almost like, hey, shoot your arrows here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you a place to shoot at me. I mean, you're going to miss, right. but I'm going to give it to you. But some of them have stuff on the side of their face. I think Abba does. I can't get on board with any of that. But Ragnar, he's rocking, for sure, rocking that face tattoo. He but is. there's more to him than just that. We like him for lots of other reasons. And Brita likes him. She does. Her mushroom ale dream. Maybe I had a mushroom ale <laughs> before I went to bed <laughs> oh the gosh. other night. But She should lay off the shrimp in the woods. That's not helping anything. That's not helpful. But he has come back, found Uhtred, found Brita, and... The part that I thought that was really interesting watching that, because we have seen so far ahead through the series, but he asks Uhtred, did you kill our father? And the first thing that Uhtred did was he threw down his sword. Now, you're going to find out later on how important that is as far as their belief system. Oh, Jason, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. So where I noticed... The artisan's lineage and use of jewels. You noticed the warrior throwing down his sword and therefore, in theory, forfeiting his right to Van Halen. Oh my God. Oh. True or false? No. That's not that's not you mispronouncing it. That's just this is what we had to you discuss and deal you with. You can't have you can't have a fake heaven. <laughs> called whatever it's called that sounds that close to van halen and not get used i'm calling it van halen i don't have a problem with you calling it i'm just for for continuity purposes exactly for record keeping no you're right he throws his sword down and he says if you think i don't remember exactly what he said i hadn't thought right so if you think think that my father yeah if you think i killed our father that's what he said if you think i killed our father 
Oh, and he didn't have a sword in his hand. Nope. I like and if it. You don't, and if you die without a sword in your hand, you are never going to reach Valhalla. Yep. yep. Or Valhalla, which is the actual place that it's called. Actually, at some point, someone describes, I think it's Uhtred, actually. It might even be in the second episode. Somebody asks him, it is. It's with King Edmund. They say, what is this heaven? Or no, <laughs> I don't know what he says. I, I can't remember what he's, they're describing heaven in some way. So we get past that part. Ragnar has identified that Uhtred couldn't have done that. And he asks him, point blank, let's go ahead and avenge our father. And Uhtred can't. And he just tells him. Because he's he says, given a year. Yeah. Yep, he he's says, given I've, a year to I've given a vow. And this is, this is the best part for me about Ragnar is he doesn't sit there and try and argue why he should or any of those things. He just looks at him and tells him, if you've made a vow, you must keep it. And that's it. Like there, there is no, I'm not angry at you. Nope. Let's forget that. Like he understands the importance <laughs> of Bre- actually. Brita rolls her eyes so hard. She's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't expecting that. And Alfred has no idea any of this is going on, but I bet he most certainly does not expect or would not expect that kind of honor and loyalty from a Dane. So yeah, Ragnar, he he steps onto the scene and he's a bit of a, he's he's not what you're expecting him to be. Technically, we end episode three. We didn't talk about him much and it bothers me a little bit, but Leofric, we have our big episode with the introduction of who Leofric is. If Finnan is one, well, Uhtred is two. When do we meet Leofric in this? We actually meet Leofric in episode two when he when Uhtred makes his way back. Okay, 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 yeah. So we also have the introduction of my third. Because I, I like to say, I, I say this I'm, is why you like. It is. I'm I'm a math person, so I like numbers. This is my third favorite phrase: Arsling. Yes. <laughs> Another term of endearment for Jason. Correct. I think he might be the only one that uses that phrase. He is. And he, he, calls, he calls Uhtred that throughout their friendship. I was going to say, you can almost see how he keeps calling them that throughout these episodes, and it becomes almost endearing. It's kind of- It does. It does. By the, by the end of the season, I agree. When he says it, they both smile. Yeah. So we kind of get to the end of episode three, and- We'll see more of Leofric later on, so I'm going to talk about him more later in further episodes. But Uhtred and Leofric are watching Ragnar and Brita sail away. Brita has decided to go off with Ragnar. And it's kind of cool to see Leofric, to see him understand where Uhtred is right now. Because he asks him the question that's going to pretty much drive the rest of the season. Who are you going to be a year from now? Basically, after you've served Alfred, are you going to be Uhtred Ragnarsson or are you going to be Uhtred of Bebenburg? Yeah. And he doesn't have an answer for that. He can't. But I do, I mean, I do think he starts thinking, well, he starts thinking it because Leofrich basically says it. It's not going to stop with just one year. He's going to ask more of you than that. Yes. It, he has he has so much insight into what goes on behind the scenes yeah. and who Alfred is. And I think that's going to be helpful to Uhtred going forward. So Yeah. And it's definitely going to lay out the rest of the the rest of season one is you're going to see where where he ends up after a year. But that's for another episode. Yep. Cause that brings us to the end of the episode three. So with that being it's said, so- Episode three done. And heroes. All right. So we do this every episode. We have our hero and villain of episode three. Last week, Amy, you had the blacksmith as your hero. And I had Yeah, or the artisan. Otherwise known as the artisan. Correct. I had Baoka. And we both had Alfred as our villain. So Amy, why don't you go ahead and start us with your villain from episode three? I don't think I'm ready. I want you to go first because okay. I'm still struggling. Mine is pretty easy just because I just, I, I don't like him at this point And it takes, I don't know if I ever end up liking him. My villain of episode three is going to be Alfred. He just wasn't a, he was nasty. He was back to his conniving ways and there was nothing heroic about him in this episode. Agreed. We don't talk much about the wife, Aylesworth. But if you're going to go with Alfred, I'm going to go with Aylesworth, the wife. 
Okay. Mainly because I hate her hair. <laughs> you can you can talk bad about me later. I don't care. I but, won't because I hate Alfred's hair. Yeah, and tell me that doesn't hold true for both those characters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe maybe you're onto something. I know. Aylesworth, she's she's got a couple comments that are just ruthless. I don't care for her personality at all thus far. Disclaimer, that means you're a really good actor. So don't take that in a bad way, Aylesworth. All right. You'll be able to sleep tonight. That's good. I will. Okay. So I, I, I did not care for her. She does a few things and she's she's got to get a grip on her life. It's She's an insecure hot mess. I don't care for her. Okay. Continue. Okay. Sorry. That was my, those are villains. So those are our villains of the week, our heroes of the week. I'm going to go ahead and go with mine only because you probably won't believe it and we may need time to discuss it, but hopefully not because this is going to be a rare occasion. Okay. Well then let me go first. So we okay. Can, okay. Mine's Brita. Oh, oh no. Rare occasion. It was Brita. Was it not? It was Brita. Yes. See, oh. I knew it. I Why? knew you had a spot for her in your heart. I knew I have, it. She I was a, fantastic in this episode. I have a spot for anyone that shows the kind of strength that she shows to be able to do something as difficult as what she had to do in the woods on her own. And then to make the decision to sail off. Yeah. To leave Uhtred. You know, I love Bielka, whatever his name is. I love him. She blesses him out in the beginning. And I kind of want to give her a high five. I mean, I'm, saying, this, I'm just saying she she showed a lot of heroic things in this episode. So, Jason, this is two weeks in a row. Last week, we shared a common villain. This week, we shared a common hero. It's happening, Jason. It's happening. It's not because we're here's getting, the deal. We're syncing up. We're getting on the same page. It's not happening. But before we get any more in sync or any more pages that are the same. Let's go ahead and end up episode three. Amy, what do we always say? Destiny is all, Jason. Destiny is all. <laughs> <laughs>